Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston sits down for a conversation with a couple of Heartlight's teens. For the past two decades, Heartlight has become the country's premier residential counseling center and boarding school for struggling teens. Founded in 1998 by Mark Gregston and his wife Jan, Heartlight is a program that not only modifies behavior, but one that seeks to offer a unique transformative journey through a relational experience that offers counseling, small group therapy, academics, and activities. We hope you find encouragement as you listen to these stories today. Carly, thanks for being a part of the program today. Thank you for having me here, Mark. Uh, I've got to admit it wasn't too fun getting here or the road down here, but I tell you what, it's gotten better since I've been here. Okay. Well, well, let's talk about that for just a minute. I mean, you come to Heartlight, you you live in Southern Louisiana, and now you're you know a few hours away from home, living with a bunch of strangers that you don't know. What got you here in the first place? I guess being myself, really, uh, kind of rebellious. Um, a lot of rebellion, a lot of bullying, a lot of people being rude and mean, you know? To you? To me. And so how did you respond to that? Rebellion and a lot of disrespect to parents and pushing everybody away. Well, do you think the stuff that happened at school, you know, and in that social circle, you kind of just brought it home and it kind of reflected on your parents at that time? I sure do. I think it was um, a lot of anger at myself because I couldn't be perfect. And at school, I had a lot of self-esteem um, shot down since probably starting at seventh grade. Um, seventh grade, it started, and then throughout high school and freshman year, and then 10th grade, it got a little better. And then our family life got better because I wasn't so sad all the time because I switched yeah. schools. And then um, 11th grade, it got worse again because people started up again, and it just, it was not fun for me at wow, all. Wow. Okay, so, so so for anybody listening, I'm sitting across from this beautiful young lady that you would, she smiles all the time, she's happy. You would never think that she's been bullied or suffered with depression or had a tough time. Tell me a little bit, how, I mean, what would it mean for you to hide all that all the time? I mean, was that an easy thing to hide your feelings? No, it was actually uh, the worst thing ever. It was like, I was constantly trapped, constantly constantly worried about somebody picking on me and then I would worry about my parents being mad at me and it was a constant thing that I didn't really enjoy being in it was a constant trap and it was just it was miserable okay did you ever use it as an excuse to do things you shouldn't have been doing yeah I did I sure did <laughs> I mean was it like okay I, I, I'm miserable now I'm gonna just give it up and, and do whatever I want to do. Yeah. And I have a, I, my, for me personally, I have a provey wrong attitude. So everybody would be bully me and say, you know, you're a goody goody. You do all this kind of stuff. And really I was a goody goody and I, that's who I am. That's yeah. the kind of thing I am. But people would always say like, oh, well, you won't do drugs. You won't do anything like that, which I don't, but you won't drink and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. So that was my yeah. excuse to do things like that. I was like, so oh, okay. what were the things that you started doing that caused more conflict with your mom and dad? I would sneak out. I would take my truck and I would drive away and I'd just go places I shouldn't have been and um, done things with guys that I shouldn't have done, uh, drank, yeah. 
didn't yeah. do drugs, but I was around drugs, drug yeah. deals, kind of stuff like that. It was crazy. So Wow. Wow. Are you doing okay now? Yeah, I sure am. I'm doing great, actually. And is that just because you're in another place, or is it because you're away from mom and dad, or away from your school, or what is it? What what causes that? I think it was to step back and look at the situation. Um, I think looking and analyzing the situation was um, the thing that really got me to straighten up a bit because I was I was really low before I left home and yeah. before my parents sent me here. Yeah. So. Um, it's not my parents. My parents, I miss my parents every day. Yeah. But I love them. But um, it's mainly realizing and going through counseling and realizing what your issue is. You know, and it's the issue isn't a bad issue. It's something that people struggle with. It's just yeah. something that happens and I got to deal with it. Okay. So. And that issue is what for you? Self esteem, patience, uh, a lot of patience with myself, but mainly self esteem. Wow. Wow. Are you spoiled? So yeah, I got to admit, I am a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're an only child. Yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, it would be only normal for your parents to spoil out, out of the goodness of their heart. So that's kind of a cool thing. That's not always a bad thing. But do you think that kind of, kind of, um, how would you say, kind of overshadowed some of the self-esteem issues that we want things to be so good that, and we want them to be so great, and we want appearance to be so strong that it really mask or hid some of the real stuff that was going on in your life? Oh, absolutely. My parents thought I was this selfish little brat that walked around all the time taking selfies with my cell phone and posting on Instagram all the time. Oh, hey, look at me, my new stuff, my new truck, all this kind of stuff, which, I mean, it's just something that I did to hide it. Like, I would always try to show off my stuff or show off who I was, and that's not who I am. I'm not a spoiled, cocky little Brat, but but you do drive a truck, and that's a good thing. Oh, uh, yeah, I love and that's my truck. A real good thing. Okay, <laughs> okay. So people are going off to school, and um, I mean, it's almost a perfect picture of, of, you know, I think people take for granted that everything's healthy when it's really not. You think that's true? Absolutely. And so when your parents started to realize there's something else going on, what'd they say? They didn't really know how to handle it. They didn't know what was going on. They they tried the best they could. I mean, it caused so much family conflict to where we didn't know what, I didn't know what was going on. I took it out on them. I took out everything out on them. Wow. It's like, mom, dad, I hate y'all. Whenever in reality, I hated myself. Wow. So. So it was just spinning to them a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So what would you tell parents? Their kids are going off to school. Everything looks perfect. Everything looks like it's all put together, just like you were. What would you tell them? Get involved in your kids' lives. Don't just throw them out there and throw them out to the wolves. Tell them, like, I'm there for you. Be there for them. Because if you're not there for them, then they're really going to not know what to do. And also, sorry, kids, but I really would put some limits on cell phone use because yeah. a lot of electronics and stuff, that's where I was. Like, it's, it's a bad thing. Like, if you have your cell phone all the time, it's just not something that they need to be doing because there's uh, limitless opportunities for bad. So yeah, it's, you think you got consumed with it? Absolutely. I was obsessed with it. And why? Because that's where I fed off of. That's, that's the attention that I needed. And why did you need that so strong to feed that self-esteem? Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Wow. You think it's an appearance and performance world that, yeah. it, that it really matters how you appear? Yeah. I mean, if you look at magazines, do you see any uh, overweight women in there? Hmm. Not usually, unless it's a plus size model, but yeah. it's it's just it's crazy. 
how much the appearance matters to people. That matters a lot when you go off to school, huh? Yeah. Well. I mean, you want new things. You want everything new. You want, I mean, everything, pencils and pens down to it. Um, you want new hairstyle for high school and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Wow. Okay, if you can change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Oh, boy. Um, probably my hair. I, I've gotten actually to like it here. But I used to hate it. It was it's curly. I wish it would be straight. But okay, I'd... other than the physical appearance, what would you okay. change about yourself? Um, that I care about so much what people think. Hmm. Because you really do. I do. Too much. Way too much. So much that you put that before caring about yourself sometimes. Right. And that usually gets you in trouble if you're a people pleaser all the time. Yes. Wow. It does. Wow. We've given some good insight. You know, I think parents are probably scratching their head a little bit going, you know what, my kid seems to be doing okay. Maybe I need to dive in a little bit and make sure that he's really doing okay or that she's really doing okay. You think? I do. I sure do. Well, Carly, thanks for being on the program today. Thanks for having me. You bet. I don't really know what I'd do without this place, so thank you. Cool, cool. Grandparents shape their grandkids' future in a way nobody else can. Their special, unique relationship with their teen grandchildren can be a transformative part of a family's legacy. And it's important for grandparents to understand why and how they can offer their grandkids what no one else can. Mark Gregston is a grandparent, and he shares the techniques he's learned in grandparenting today's teens, which helps grandparents shift their relationship as their grandchildren move into the teen years. In Grandparenting Today's Teens, grandparents will learn to listen better and develop new strategies to stay engaged and have a meaningful influence in the life of their teen grandchildren. Visit ParentingTeenResources.org and get your copy of Grandparenting Today's Teens now. Sammy, thanks for being a part of the program. Hey, tell me about your family. Well, if you had to say, okay, this is my family, this is what we're like, what would you say? Um, my family's really outgoing and passionate about, like, sports and whatever they can be passionate about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm the youngest of seven, so... Wow. It's... Wow. ...a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> and the oldest one is how old? She's 33 now. 33, and you're... I'm 18. Wow, so 15 years difference. Yeah. Wow, like one every two years or something. Uh, something like that. Wow. wow. Some are more close together than others. Okay, and you guys started having conflict somewhere. What was what was going on? Well, so I, um, I had a really great relationship with my mom for like my whole life. Mm-hmm. We've been there for each other, and she's been like my best friend. But it kind of got to the point where I didn't want to to tell her certain aspects of my life because I didn't want her to be disappointed in me. Yeah. I didn't want her to Things you were doing me. wrong or things you just weren't keeping up to her standards or expectations? Both. Really? Um, I started like sneaking around with older guys and mm. I wouldn't tell her how I felt and that kind of thing because I didn't want her to say, well, why? And well. ask me questions and I didn't want her to wonder if she was doing something wrong because she wasn't. So you were kind of protecting her. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. Well, usually it's the other way around, that mm-hmm. moms are protecting their daughters, but you're protecting your mom from knowing the truth, mm-hmm. I guess, in one sense. Yeah. Because if she knew the truth, would she be disappointed in herself because she's not a good mom, or would she be disappointed in you because you're not a good kid? Um, more disappointed in herself, I think. Really? really? I mean, she's... My mom is one of the most selfless people I know. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mm-hmm. mean, when I say that there's nothing, I go... I think that's kind of cool that, you know, that she would go, you know, because she wants to be such a good mom. Yeah. And I mean, even though I'm at Heartlight, she she blames herself for like why I'm here and what got me here. So she beats herself up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, she didn't do anything wrong, you know. Um, I just hid from her because I wanted to be there for her, and I didn't want something like this to happen. You just didn't want to disappoint her. Yeah. Wow. And that's admirable. Yeah. You know, I think it's called respect mm-hmm. in in some areas. Okay, but so you have such a loving mom, and you mm-hmm. come from a big family. Why did you spin out? What was going on that caused you to start, I mean, just in your head or in your heart, what was going on that caused you to start reaching out in inappropriate ways? Well, it was a lot of um, just self-hatred and, like, disappointment in myself for just any little thing that I messed up doing. I I remember I got my first B in fourth grade, and I was sobbing, crying. Wow. And now I'm a senior in high school, and I can barely get a D. So it's like, <laughs> it didn't matter that much. But to me, when I was that age, for it, you it was big, it was a big deal because I, I had seen all of the things that my siblings had gone through and I wanted to avoid the mistakes that they made. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I like quickly learned that I have to make my own mistakes. And yeah. I have yeah. to learn for myself. Wow. Wow. So when you, when you look at the things that you would disappoint yourself in? Where was that rooted? Where did that come from? How did you come up and go? I mean, when you look back at that time, it is kind of odd for someone to be sobbing over a bee, but where do you think that came from? Um, I th- I think it came from high expectations I had for myself rooted in the fact that like, I had seen what my pa- how my parents reacted when my siblings got low grades, when my siblings messed up when they were yeah. drunk at a party, when they got in a car wreck, stuff like that. So I told myself, I never want to be in that situation. I never want to disappoint my parents. Yeah. And then when you did, then you plummeted mm-hmm. all the more. There's one specific night that my parents really found out about everything I was doing because I was hiding so well because yeah. they trusted yeah. me so much. Yeah. Um, and it, I can easily say that that was the worst night of my life. Really? Even aside from being at Heartlight and having so many things taken away from me, just the yeah. thought that like my parents were so, so disappointed in me wow. really sent me. Killed you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you think um, when they got disappointed in you or you felt like they were going to be disappointed, that that kind of drove your behavior even more to the direction you were going? It made me want to hide things more. Mm. Um, Like if I had a very small lie, 
that I told my mom and then she started catching on, I, it made it into a much now bigger Now it's a lie. huge deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like I, my mom had no idea who I was or what wow. I was doing. Wow. So what do you think's begun to change in your life? I mean, you know, are you still there with, with the expectations for yourself? Are you still disappointed in yourself? Um, I have kind of learned that I need to set realistic goals for myself, things that I can't I know I can do. Yeah. And things that I can be proud of myself for because I would always say, "Okay, here's something you need to do," and then I would accomplish it and be like, "Okay, let's move on to the next thing." I didn't wow. take time to relax or be proud of myself. Yeah, yeah. And and so, almost bask in the glory of success, yeah. you know, or something. So because you're so intent on you're making you're making sure that you don't fail, you know, so much that you're forgetting about all the successes in your life. I yeah. guess. Yeah, I don't. Wow. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to be more disappointed in myself than I already am. Yeah. Um, and I had to kind of learn that I don't have any reason to be yeah. disappointed in myself yeah. because I'm a human and I make mistakes and I have the right yeah. to. You know what I think? I think disappointment is just. Some people get really disappointed in themselves, and other people don't. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know whether it's expectations or maybe you just realize that, as you just said, that you are human, and if you're human, um, you're never going to be perfect this side of heaven. And that, if that's true, then there's going to be things that happen, or feelings and thoughts, and you know, it, there's a scripture that says, "Take every thought captive." You know, and and uh, and I'd look at that. It it really does become pretty important to think through and go. Mm-hmm. Is this is this thought really of God, or is it normal, or is it something that doesn't belong, or is I mean, because we're all capable of that. I think mm-hmm. that's just our nature. But, yeah. But I mean, my lands. You're senior in high school. It's time to almost fly. And yeah. So now's the time to kind of get on with it and move in a good positive mm-hmm. direction. So. And that's why I'm grateful for. Even though obviously I don't want to be here, I, right, right. Um, I'm grateful that I am here because I yeah. think that I am going to be so much better and yeah. different and more loving and compassionate than I was. Even though that's what wow. I'm known for as being a loving, compassionate person, I wow. think that my better qualities are going to be. Yeah even further. That's cool. That's mm. cool. Well, thanks for being a part of the program today and thanks. for sharing your heart. I mean, I you got a few hundred thousand people listening to you, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of cool. Yeah. I know they're picking up some good lessons from it. Well, thanks. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.